Podcast Season 2, Episode 14, Week 12. Uh, remember, we're available anywhere you get your podcast. Like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. All right, Steve, did you want to do a quick recap of last week? I think we did pretty well, or you did pretty well last week. Yeah, overall, I went eight and five on the picks on the podcast. You were, I think, three and five or three and six here. It looks like we have one straight up bet. What's that? Nothing. We have one straight up bet. Uh, it was Green Bay. You had Green Bay at Minnesota. I won that one. And the highlights, pretty much the one o'clocks. I went seven and one at the one o'clock games. It's had a big role early. Well, and I still say the right side of that game was the Chargers, even though Pittsburgh did cover. It was a couple yeah, was of fluky bad, plays. That was a bad uh, letdown in the fourth quarter by the Chargers. So, all right, moving on to week 12. Um, of course, we've already had three games played. Bears and Lions, Raiders, Cowboys, Bills and Saints on Thanksgiving Day. And um, I think we were both on the right side of all three of those games. So hopefully the streak continues. I have a live parlay on Open cash. We'll see. All right. Um, we also have two teams on by. We have the Cardinals and the Chiefs on by. So 12 games here to discuss. First game up is Tennessee at New England. It opened at minus two and a half in favor of New England, and it's at minus seven currently. Um, so this is a battle for first place in the AFC. And I guess my first question here is, do the Patriots deserve to be seven point favorites on the Titans? In my opinion, they do because of the fact that the Titans, if they don't have any receivers, they can't win. But I mean, from a Vegas perspective, like they say, the quarterback is what moves the line. For the bookmakers. So the fact that AJ Brown isn't there shouldn't move the line. No, I disagree because when I say they don't have any receivers, it's really Julio Jones and AJ Brown. And they've shown that they can get away with one of them being in the lineup and the other one not. But when they've had both of those receivers out of the lineup, they haven't. And we know what kind of issues they have at the running back position. Ryan Tannehill is not the quarterback that's going to say, okay, boys, get up on my shoulders and I'm going to take you to victory. So it does look weird. When I was looking at this game, seven points is a lot. But when you start to break it down, you know, the squad that went out there with no receivers lost to the Jets. They lost to the Jets. You know, this is New England at home. Um, it, it, I know it doesn't feel right because a lot of points, but I, I like New England. Well, that was my initial take when I looked at this game. I thought without A.G. Brown, because he's already been ruled out, Julio is still on the IR. Um, obviously, Derrick Henry isn't there. They waived Adrian Peterson. Um, so, I mean, it's a tough it's a tough sell. Um, but I, the Tennessee Titans are eight and three. The Patriots are what, seven and four. I just don't think I, the line feels wrong to me. So I feel like the line is telling me to take Tennessee and I don't know how they do it, but I don't know how they did it in a few other games, the Rams, the bills, 
the Chiefs. They pulled off victories in those games. Um, so I, I kind of wonder if they're going to do it here or at least be more competitive than people expect. Anytime you say in the NFL, especially with an eight and three team, there's no way that's when it happens. So let me ask you this. Who's the hottest team in the NFL right now? It's one of the most well, teams in a row. Okay. But go back a week and who was the hottest New, team in New the New England five wins. Go back a week and who was the hottest team in the NFL? Ten- Tennessee Titans, six wins in a row. Rams, Bills, Chiefs. I just don't see a path to victory. That's my problem. I don't either. But anytime you say that, isn't that the game where it happens? So, I mean, it's Mike Grable. He played for Bill Belichick. These teams played twice in recent years. Tennessee won both. I mean, Tennessee you can does look, seem to have their number from a coaching perspective. You can look back. Like I look back at the stat log from they played in the 2019 season wild card game. The Titans won that game. I forget what the score was, but the leading receiver had two catches. They rode Derrick Henry in that game, which obviously they're not going to be able to do in this one. I think you just answered your question there. But I just feel like maybe last week's debacle in um, Houston was because they were too busy looking ahead to this game. So, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's... sure sounds like you like Tennessee. I don't like Tennessee, but I feel like that's the right pick. Well, listen, I'm going to call you to the carpet. Like, and this was part of the problem with trying to figure out what games you're playing. Like, is, is this a pick or is this not a pick? Like, are you saying take Tennessee? Or are you saying, no, you're scared. Don't, don't play it. I'm not going to touch it. All right. I take New England all day. All right. I understand what you're saying. And I don't like the fact that Tennessee seemed to have their New England's number um, in the recent past, but you know, there's a couple, there's probably two big differences between those scenarios. One, there's no Tom Brady on the other side of the ball. And two, there's no Derrick Henry, like you just alluded to. They beat him in the playoffs. They threw the ball twice because they didn't have to. I didn't say they Derek threw Henry. the ball twice. But what did you say? The, the leading receiver had, had two, two, two receptions. Two receptions. Right? Yeah, I said yeah, targets. Sorry, I meant receptions. Right. But. Was it two targets? That's it? Or was it receptions? Two catches. Either way, two it's catches. very minuscule. I get your point. I just It's, it's different personnel. I think Tennessee's shown that they're they're struggling. And really what I'm looking at is the race in the AFC South and how it's tightening because the Colts have won three in a row, right? They're sitting at six and five and Tennessee's at eight and three. So if Tennessee loses and they're eight and four, they're one game behind Tennessee. I just so feel that, like the race is panning out to be tight again. I feel like like what you just said is my whole point. Tennessee gets no respect. They won six games straight. They beat all these top teams and nobody's talking about them. Everybody's saying they're going to get, you know, their is beat by New England, by Belichick. And I just think that that's when you say that. And you, Steve, know that that underdog philosophy can take you a long way. So I don't know. For me, this I'm is, too this scared is... to do it, but I think the right pet play is Tennessee. This is definitely a prove it game for Tennessee. Like, should we take them seriously? I just don't think that they have anybody at the receiver spot that fears um, defensive coaches. And now you're talking about Bill Belichick, one of the best defensive minds in the game. I, I see problems for Tennessee to the point where they may only put up seven or 10 points. And then the question is, you know, is New England going to score three touchdowns? I think so. 
I don't know. I guess we'll find out. All right. Let's move on here. Next game is the New York Jets at the Houston Texans. Open at minus three in favor of Houston. It's down to minus two and a half in favor of Houston. We have Zach Wilson back in at quarterback. Uh, Texans obviously won last week against Tennessee. So, I mean, I, I guess it's still two bad teams playing each other. I think when you look at it, you think with Tyrod Taylor, Houston is okay. Um, but I, I, in this game, I feel like the Jets are the pick. And again, I don't know if I can do it, but I just wonder if their big win last week over the Titans, it's Thanksgiving week. I mean, do they deep down, do the Houston Texans really care uh, enough to, to win? So I'm not going to touch it, but... So Zach Wilson's back, right? At quarterback. Yes. He's been out since I think October 24th, which is a month ago. I so, guess the question is, is he like fully healthy because he's he's, he's not. going back in because they don't have another option. They, they say he's not because fully of Flacco healthy. and um Mike White can't play this week. So I don't know. I mean, he was competitive and when they played the Titans, I mean they made a game out of it. I think they can make a game out of it against the Houston Texans. I mean, they don't have a really great defense. So They're both two and eight. Yeah. So similar records. I, I just, you know, I had the Houston win last week and I feel the same way this, this week. Like I just think Tyrod Taylor is good enough. Veteran leadership has played enough football that he can get the team moving. And that's what he did last week. And when he was healthy, Houston looked like a respectable offense. And I think the Jets are probably the worst team in the league next to Jacksonville. So they're much better in a quarterback position. This is a quarterback league. Usually I look at a matchup like this and I say take the points, but the Jets are on the road. I don't like them at all. I'd take Houston. Do you like Jets then? I didn't say I like the Jets. I lean the Jets. All right. Are you making it a pick or not? No, I'm not making it a pick. Make a pick. I will eventually. All right. Bet. Next game up is the Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Giants. Open at minus three in favor of Philly. It's up to minus three and a half. So Giants got beat by the Bucks on, was that Monday night? And uh, shortly thereafter fired Jason Garrett. Uh, I don't. I don't know what kind of effect that has. Like a lot of times when a coach gets fired, it's can't hurt. I'll tell you that much. Well, I mean, is Jason Garrett like the type of guy that the players like dislike? Do you really think it's Jason Garrett's fault? Because I'm not a big fan of Jason Garrett, but I don't think didn't help situations. But that offensive line is atrocious. I don't know how you get anything done. So I don't think it's his fault. Saquon Barkley is questionable. Um, The Eagles will have no Jordan Howard. Uh, so, and I guess the thing for with Philly is I don't know how much we can take their win over the Saints as a convincing victory, considering the play, the Saints were playing with their third string quarterback, missing a couple offensive linemen, <laughs> no Alvin Kamara. Yeah, they were so, beat up. This is something I usually don't do, and I have a feeling it's going to come back and bite me in the butt, but I'm going to pick the Eagles here. Really? Yeah. That's shocking. I'm also on the Eagles. Um, <clears throat> the game does worry me a little bit because of the fact that here we are 12 weeks into the season and nobody's really talking about the hype that was leading into the season with the turmoil between these two teams. If you remember the last week of the season, the Eagles 
uh, pulled Jalen Hurts with the lead and ended up losing the game to Washington in a suspect fashion that made people think that the Eagles tanked the game for a better draft pick. Well, what had happened is they lost the game and put Redskins in the division lead and into the playoffs, where if they lost that game, the Giants would have won the division and been in the playoffs. So there was a lot of back and forth in the media, um, a lot of ire from the Giants coach, and a lot of their players were were left dumbfounded. But, you know, the NFL geniuses that they are don't schedule this matchup until week 12. So a lot of that kind of rigmarole around that situation has died down. But you got to believe that the Giants are using that as fodder in the locker room and they're going to come out ready to play. The thing that worries me, Saquon Barkley really looked like he was just knocking the rust off last week. First quarter, he was just tentatively prancing into the line. He didn't look that strong. But I expect him to um, look a lot better this week. It's questionable. Well, if he doesn't play, then they're in big trouble. Because, <laughs> you know, they have, they have the receivers. The problem you know, the Giants are going to score on this defense. The problem is how are they going to stop that uh, running game? And uh, that'll be interesting to see as the Eagles have uh, rediscovered the running game. And Does the fact that Jordan Howard's not there hurt at all? It definitely hurts because Jordan Howard um, was is good down at the goal line. When Miles Sanders so came back from an injury last week and got the start, but after the first snap, Howard came in. So they were very much in a um, look like a carry share. And then Miles Sanders fumbled the ball inside the 10 yard line. And it looked like Sirianni was going to start tipping the hand to Jordan Howard. But then he got injured as he, he took a couple more carries after that fumble. And then he got injured and Miles Sanders took over. I think he got, you know, almost to 20 carries. He was just shy. So I think it makes a big difference because you don't have. Well, now that. you're starting to scare me. Well, you also have Boston Scott there, right? So the it's not. I feel that like they damaging. don't like Miles Sanders. Yeah, well, I think that Boston Scott's going to get some carries for sure, and you'll activate Kenny Gainwell, so he's going to steal some. I thought Jordan Howard looked pretty well. good for a guy that came. You know, Jordan Howard situation perplexes me because how this guy's just sitting on the practice squad at the beginning of the season. He's. You know, two years removed from being a Pro Bowl running back and did nothing but great things for the Eagles when they first got him. The only problem is he got injured. You know, I, mean, I know the best ability in this league is availability. But Jordan Howard has definitely proved himself that when he's healthy, he can carry the load in the backfield. He looks very strong. All right. So we're both, so on, we're the, both on the Eagles. Eagles there. All right. So next game up is Tampa Bay at Indianapolis. It's at minus three in favor of Tampa Bay. And this is probably my favorite game of the week. I'm going to go Tampa Bay here. And I feel pretty good about it. The Colts obviously um, have been riding Jonathan Taylor pretty hard. Um, and it's worked for them the past few weeks. Um, but the Bucks have a pretty good run defense. They're getting Vita Vea back this week, so he will um, help out there even more. So if the Colts are going to win this game, I think it's going to be on Carson Wentz's shoulders. And I think the Bucks defense is good enough to make him uncomfortable and force him into some bad decisions. So um, Antonio Brown's still out again this week. Gronk was back last week, um, so he'll be out there uh, with Godwin. And Evans was on the injury report, but now I guess he's off. I don't, 
really care much about Mike Evans, but um, what are your thoughts on this game? Get on board the Wentz wagon. I don't know why you're even worried about Tom Brady in this game. He is going to be cooked. When I saw on Monday night against the Giants is they pretty much just ran screen, 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 screen until the Giants got sucked up. And then they started hitting the posts with Gronkowski and uh, a lot of passes to Mike Evans. But I believe if you go against a solid defense, this Tampa Bay offense is going to look quite average without Antonio Brown running down the sideline. So they're without Antonio Brown again this week. I think that uh, Indianapolis is very high off the win last week going into Buffalo, but I don't think it's going to be a situation where it's a letdown. I don't think there's any letdown in Indy yet because they're just coming from behind after losing so many games in the beginning of the season. Their defense is really looking a lot stronger, like one of the at least top half of the league, right? Maybe top 10 defense. Mm -hmm. And Carson Wentz is just getting better. So you alluded to Jonathan Taylor. He looks like the MVP right now, right? When you take Derrick Henry out of the equation because of the injury. And I think right now, if you had to vote on it, he would get the MVP nod. Carson Wentz starting to heat up. Michael Pittman Jr. looks very strong. And you have T.Y. Hilton. Don't forget the old man's coming back off of injuries. Played the last two games and he's, he's only no getting Deshaun more action. He's no Deshaun Jackson. He's no Deshaun <laughs> Jackson, that's for sure. Nobody has that kind of world-class speed, but I digress. Um, I would take Indy and I'm willing to, you know, make this a bet. Mm. You said you were quite strong on Tampa. I know, so but why, I feel like if you're I'm jinxing on the other me. side that you wouldn't? Don't let me talk you out me. of it. I mean, it's not I'm right and you're wrong. It's, I know, but you've gotten the better of me. You've gotten the better of me on the bet. So I feel like it's hurting my best play if I bet you on it. You better start picking more games because you're at I've least like, the least you're like four or five. No, I'm not saying pick games, but I mean bet games oh. because you're like four or five. Well, I tried me. that the one week and then we split it anyway. So it didn't matter. Yeah. You're like four or five games behind me in the standings. So all I got to do is win one. All right, next game. All right, so that's a bet, right? You have Tampa. I right? shook your hand, didn't I? Oh, oh, <laughs> showing a little fire. I like it. All right, next game. See what other games I can take money from you. Know? Well, it won't be this one. Uh, um, Atlanta like one. at Jacksonville opened as a pick 'em. It's up to minus two in favor of Atlanta. Now, this is two te bad teams playing each other, so I, I really don't even want to go there. Um, I think overall, Atlanta is the more experienced team. Um, and, I mean, they look good for a few games, but it, they just haven't looked good the last two weeks. Last week in um, New England, the week before in Dallas. They've been without Cordell Patterson. Um, so I think if he comes back this game, he's questionable right now. I might lean towards Atlanta, but overall, it's just two bad teams. Yeah, it's two bad teams. I'm going to take the points here at home. Yeah, you're going to take Jacksonville. I would take Jacksonville for sure because mm. um, I don't I can't love it, right? But here's here's what I mean. Atlanta has a record of four and six. To me, they don't look like a four and six like 500 team. They look much worse than that. I think that th this is kind of one of those things going into the factor that. It's the ebb and flow of the season. But what They're are the four and six. The record's too good from what they are. And I think this is a loss going down to Jacksonville. Well, what do the Jacksonville Jaguars look like? They're two and eight. They suck, but you know they're they're going to win a couple games here. This well, they've already won play. a couple. That's probably more than they should have won. Yeah, I think again, you get Atlanta's not too bad on the road. They're three and two this year. They're even worse at home. They're one and four, right? But 
I like Jack. I I don't love Jacksonville, but I I would take Jacksonville, and it's more than hey. If I had to take a play, I would take Jacksonville and like it. Should be interesting. It's gonna be a three point game either way, so this might be a good tease game. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. All right, next. Is it nothing for you. No. I'll go on the record with Jay though. Okay. All right. Next game up is Carolina at Miami. It opened at minus one. It's up to minus two in favor of Carolina. Um, I don't have really a lot to back me up here, but I kind of lean Carolina. I think that um, Cam being in a quarterback has just given them a little bit of life that they didn't have under Sam Darnold. And their defense is pretty good. They got CMC back. He's got a couple games under his belt now. Um, so they can run the ball. Carolina's pass defense is pretty good. The way to beat them is really on the ground. The Miami hasn't had much of a run game all season. They The Panthers lost last week in, with Washington, so I think they, they get back on the winning side of the track here. Carolina? Carolina. Want to bet? I'll take Miami here. I'm not going to go at Cam Newton in any of these games. I think he's a scrub. This is the tail end of his career. He's done. Miami's starting to heat up a little bit. At least they're showing that they can beat the bad teams. Last week they handled the Jets pretty much. Um, I don't see Carolina really coming into Miami. Miami's getting a point and a half, two points. Hopefully this one goes up to three by by game time. I would jump on Miami with a field goal. Okay. Yeah, not a great play. I mean, it's Miami and Carolina. All right. I'll bet you on it. Let's do it. All right. All right. Next game up, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. It opened at minus four in favor of Cincinnati. It's down to minus three and a half. This is a division game. These teams played in week three. Bengals. 24-10. Won that game 24-10. to That is correct. Um, last week, Pittsburgh played without T.J. Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Joe Hayden. It sounds like they will get T.J. Watt and Fitzpatrick. Is it Fitzpatrick? Um, yeah. Minka? Yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Um, and Joe Hayden is questionable. So I'd really like this game a lot more if T.J. Watt and Fitzpatrick weren't in um, – but I, I I don't think that like Pittsburgh did cover the spread last week. I don't think that they played that great. They got two like fluky plays that went in their favor with the ball off the helmet. It turned into a turnover, and then the the recap was a crazy cover that resulted in a short field for what them. That, what was that score going into the fourth quarter? It was 41-37. They scored 27 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. They had 10 points. Yeah. It was 27 to 10. There was 41 points scored by both teams in the fourth quarter combined. Yeah. Jesus. Um, so I gotta lean Cincinnati here. I prefer it like closer to three. The hook scares me. But I think um, the Cincinnati offensive line did enough in the week three game um, to hold off T.J. Watt and company. So I think they can do it here. They got the win last week in Oakland. So I mean, I see one play still has it at four. So, you know, it's going from four down to three and a half in most places. We'll see if he gets down to three. I think it's a three-point game, division game. I'm not in love with Pittsburgh. But since he has proven that they're undependable, 
So it'd be careful either way on this game. But uh, I would say three-point game in the division. I'm getting three and a half. I'm taking those points. I'll take Pittsburgh. Okay. All right. Next game up is the L.A. Chargers at. You like Cincy, right? Yeah. Char- sorry. Chargers, Denver. <laughs> yes. Chargers. Just at- making sure we're on the record there. Chargers at Denver. Uh, it's at minus two and a half in favor of the Chargers. This is another division game. And is the schedule weird this year? Like I was going to ask you when we were talking about the Eagles. Have the Eagles played any division games yet? The schedule is the schedule makers definitely went more division games heavy than they ever have before. In the back end. Yeah. In the of back the schedule. End. Usually you'll have like two. Even like in recent years where it's been division heavy, you get at least like the three division matchups out of the last four weeks of the season. <clears throat> and this year what they're doing is, you know, given another two, at least in the Eagles situation, they've got five out of six of their last games are in the division. So they've only played the Cowboys that early season matchup. Okay. So that division's really up for grabs. I mean, you see if Dallas is coming back to earth and have lost a couple games here now. Oh, I mean, God. Here we go. Well, I mean, I think that you, you guys have look, a shot at the division. You got to look at Washington, too. I mean, Washington has a shot, too. They've been, they've been playing good on the road. They've got probably the best receiver in the division in McLaren. Uh, quarterback is getting better. I mean, he's he's winning some good games. So I'm a little worried about Washington as well. But if I was Dallas, I'd be worried about the two teams behind me. Yeah. All right. So um, I've been waiting through the bye week to bet against Teddy Bridgewater. So this is my chance. Um, Chargers. Yeah, I'm taking the yeah, Chargers. I like the Chargers too. I mean, there's not even that much to say here. I just don't. I think Denver's shot. I just yeah. I, I like that whole Teddy Bridgewater incident where he didn't even try to stop Slay when he was running the ball back for the touchdown. Um, yeah, really, San Diego likes to smash the ball. Just made me feel game. like they're kind of checked out. So. Um, Brandon Staley, the coach there, learned from Nick Fangio, who's the coach of Denver. Um, so, I mean, the Chargers, I think, are just the better. I worry a little bit about their defense, maybe. Um, but, I mean, they clearly have the better offense. So, I'm taking the Chargers on this one. Put it down, Chargers. Yeah, I'm with the Chargers, too. All right. Next game, Minnesota at San Francisco. It opened at minus two and a half in favor of San Francisco. It's up to minus three. Um, Vikings playing pretty well lately. Beat the Packers, beat the Chargers in the last two weeks. Most of their losses have come in pretty close games. Um, I worry a little bit. Minnesota's secondary is not the best. I could see a big like Debo Samuel game here. But I, I don't really feel like San Francisco should be a three-point favorite. Um, and I don't want to take them as a three-point favorite. So I got to go Minnesota here and figure even if they don't pull out the victory, that they can keep it close. Yeah, I like uh, the other way on this this week. I like San Francisco. I think Minnesota's coming off that big win against Green Bay. There's going to be an emotional letdown coming back here in San Francisco. And San Francisco is playing their best football of the season. They're riding hot. They're getting uh, Kittle back at the right time, getting him healthy. Debo Samuel, like you alluded to, is looks like a world beater. Um, they're I, running no. him. They're giving him the ball out of the backfield. Very similar to what Atlanta's doing with Patterson. Um, so he's he's been getting six to eight carries a game and still producing at the receiver position. So I like what San Francisco is trying to do here, even with Garoppolo, a quarterback who we know, you know, from past podcasts, neither of us are very um, high on him. 
but I like what he's doing. He's staying contained and within himself and not trying. When he gets in trouble, he tries to do too much and prove that he's one of the elite quarterbacks. So he takes more risks and go downfield. What I see is he's waiting to get the single matchup, the man-to-man matchup with Debo before he takes those big shots. And a lot of times he's hitting Debo close to the line of scrimmage and he's, you know, doing a lot of the work on the yards after the catch. So um, I like San Francisco. I think Minnesota is just kind of an ebb and flow team. And you don't, you know, every week it's going to be something different with these guys. I liked them last week against Green Bay, but I'm going to go against them. All right. You want to bet on this one? Uh, you make me bet Kirk Cousins. I'm just starting to yes, like Kirk Cousins. Yes, I would love for you to, to bet on Kirk Cousins. All right. I'll do it. Kirk, don't let me down. <laughs> It's All right. a lock, dude. It's San Fran. It's a lock. <laughs> okay. Uh, next game up is the LA Rams at Green Bay. It opened at, mi- open at minus one and a half in favor of Green Bay. It's shifted to minus one and a half in favor of LA. So usually anytime we have Rodgers as a home dog, I would be all over that. He does have a fractured toe, I believe. Um They are still without their um, one offensive lineman, David Bottieri. They also lost uh, Elton Jenkins um, last week. So they have a couple injuries on the line. These teams played in the playoffs last year. Packers won that game 32 to 18. Obviously, that was Goff at quarterback, not Stafford. Um, Rams really need this win. Um, they suffered two losses before the bye week. So I'm really torn on this game. I don't know. I kind of lean Green Bay, but then I feel like Jalen Ramsey is going to cover Devontae Adams, who's Rodgers going to throw it to. And I think in my opinion, it really is going to come down to whether or not Aaron Jones plays. He's questionable right now. Um, but that, to me, I think is key because I think Rodgers needs somebody else he's going to he, to throw the ball to. And I don't know that Dylan is, is capable of catching the passes like Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Jones is. So I, I'm, I've been back and forth on this. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, shout out to my college buddy and NFL reporter listening up in Connecticut, Ben Nemzer, who earlier texted me that Rodgers got – his uh, toe injured from always sticking one foot out the door in Green Bay. So I think I thought that was funny. Uh-huh. I I like Green Bay. I think anytime that you're going to get the you know the odds makers put this game out as a one and a half point Green Bay favorite. The line has flipped to one. I know it's because of Rodgers, but you know this definitely feels to me like a you know Aaron Rodgers come from behind at the end type of win. And if I'm getting points, I don't have to worry about covering that spread to just get the win, baby. I'm all over Green Bay here. Other interesting thing is it opened at uh, the point points at 50 um, and it's down to 47. So I would think like if anything, this would be like an offensive shootout type game. So I'm curious why the line's coming down. I guess the other thing is What's the weather it, like. Well, I haven't looked, but I meant to look at the weather, but I didn't earlier. Um, but obviously, you have L- the LA team traveling to Green Bay. I mean, if, I'm assuming it's going to be cold, if nothing else. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've really been back and forth, but I, I, I mean, it might be high of 34. So, I mean, that's the thing that's even more reason to get the LA team in freezing conditions, just shy of freezing conditions. I'm sure that'll be the afternoon. What time is this? Oh, this is a 425 game. So, well, it'll be, you know, what, 325? 
225 probably out there in Green Bay. So I, I just think, listen, in my mind, I like, I'm high on the Rams coming into this season. I think they've sputtered a little bit because they're trying to find their identity. I think Sean McVay is trying to find his rhythm. Uh, from the passing game with Matthew Stafford. They've looked great at times, but they've looked very inconsistent recently. In my mind, I'm looking very much at the similarities between the LA Rams of this year and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of last year. With the new quarterback, new players around them, Tampa Bay didn't really start hitting their stride until December last year. We know what happened once they started hitting their stride. They rolled all the way to the Super Bowl. I'm looking for a similar run like this from the Rams, but it's going to start in December, not this week. I think they lose this game. I would look to see the Rams start getting to play in their division. You know, they're going to get Seattle. They're going to get back at San Fran. Who knows what Arizona is going to look like, uh, you know, with their quarterback situation. It hasn't looked good the last couple of weeks. He hasn't been able to suit up. Um, but the problem there is when he is able to suit up, it's his, it's his running ability that makes him so good. So, if he's injured and he's not all the way back in that scenario, it makes Arizona less um, difficult to beat. Anyway, I digress. Let's go back to the Green Bay game. I take Green Bay getting the points at home. All right. I'm taking Green Bay if Aaron Jones is playing. No, A.J. Dillon. I think, the, okay, so I think Aaron Jones is playing. Well, he's questionable right now. I would look for Dillon. So Green Bay um, passed the ball all over the place against Minnesota, and they lost the game. So I would think they're going to get back to running the game, the ball a little bit more. Well, that's the approach they took when they played last year in the playoffs, and it worked. Yeah. But I feel like Aaron Jones is more of the pass catcher because if, if Jalen Ramsey is going to cover Devontae Adams, which he did in that last game, then Aaron Rodgers needs somebody else to throw the ball to. They don't have the tight end, Tanya, and he's out. So, and I don't know that Rodgers trusts trusts much of those other receivers, you know. Even if Aaron Jones comes back in, I think that most people are going to make the mistakes. So, if you have AJ Dillon from a fantasy perspective, everybody started him last week because Aaron was out and he didn't really produce that much. He got, you know, maybe like four or five points because they went pass heavy. I think they flip it, and even if um, they're splitting carries, Dylan's going to get the I'm line share is, of it as they ease him back into the lineup off Aaron, the injury. Aaron Jones's value as the pass catcher. So that's yeah. the difference to me. Yeah, well, I I would expect a big game out of AJ Dylan, regardless if he's coming back off of injury. They're not going to, I don't think, throw him back in there with a the line share. They'll throw the him carries. in there if they need him. Yeah, I guess it really comes down to the health. The fact that we're talking whether he's going to play or not right now, and it's Friday night. I mean, it's it's not like he's coming back. 100%. I mean, it might sound silly, but that it, that makes a big difference to me in this game. It really does. No, his pass receiving skills are outstanding, and you make a good point. I mean, that would be big in the outcome of the game too. As long as you have that threat in there, um, him coming out and receiving the ball out of the backfield. Because if they don't have him and uh, Ramsey's on. Uh, Devontae Adams, then he's got a, you know, he's got MVS and those other guys. I just don't think he trusts them that much. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Next game is the Sunday night game, Cleveland at Baltimore. It opened at minus five and a half in favor of Baltimore. It's down to minus three and a half, which that's interesting to me that the line moves that direction. Um, so this is a division game. Uh, 
Browns won last week against the Lions 13 to 10. It certainly was not the convincing win um, that maybe we would have expected after they got beat pretty good by the Patriots. So I feel like there's definitely some dysfunction um, in the locker room there. Um, We have Baker not 100 percent. Assuming Lamar is back and healthy this week, I'm leaning towards the Ravens last year. In the two meetings between these teams, the Ravens won the first matchup 38-6. to The second matchup turned into quite a shootout, um, but the Ravens did win that game as well, 47-42. to I do expect a little bit more scoring in this, um, but I really think that there's, there's just something going on in that Cleveland locker room. Um, so I have to lean Baltimore here. Yeah, I'm looking at the, the you know trying to figure out what's going to happen here towards the tail end of the season and who's who's the real contenders and that's where we're you know we're headed into December and trying to figure out who's who's the contenders and going to make the playoffs right now. Baltimore seven and three top of the division and personally I I don't think Baltimore I I see struggles for Baltimore getting into the playoffs right now they're in the lead I think they're going to lose this game. And um, I'm really like with you. I'm looking for Cleveland or Pittsburgh who are at the bottom of the standings here in AFC North to kind of make a run here towards the end of the season. I don't really trust Cincinnati. I don't think that this is their year. I think next year is when you really got to worry about them. Uh, They're very young. So you're seeing that in their inconsistent play. Why is um, the Browns listed below the Steelers when they have six wins and the Steelers have five? Uh, Because of the win percentage given the tie. So they're five and the Pittsburgh's five and four, Cleveland six and five with and the five and four with the tie oh, gives you five fifty. They have a game in hand. Well, it gives you five. No, yeah, no, yeah, they do it's have 11, a game in hand. Eleven ten. But the, it comes down to the winning percentage. The record of five four one is a five five zero. Cleveland's record of six and five is a five four five. So it's five. Uh, because of the extra game. Kind of. Okay. I mean, All right. That's, that answers it's the question. because of the win percentage. It doesn't have anything to do with the extra game. Regardless of how many games you play, you get a win percentage, and the win percentage puts you ahead or behind in the standings. Makes sense? Win percentage. Boom. Let's talk after we get done recording right. on that one. <laughs> All right. Um, all right. So you are taking Cleveland there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and again, I don't, I'm not in love with Cleveland, but I mean, as long as I'm getting more than a field goal, I like it. Cleveland's not world beaters, but you know, are they getting Hunt back this week? I think they're getting Hunt back. But yeah. Um, so that's a, that's going to make all the difference in the world because you don't really really need to throw the ball if you have those two guys playing. Um, but it should make things easier for Baker Mayfield once they do establish the run to be able to pass off play action. Okay. All right, last game, Seattle at Washington. It opened at minus three and a half in favor of Seattle. It shifted to minus one in favor of Washington. So Washington has two wins in a row. They beat Tom Brady. They beat the Panthers last week. Um, Uh, Hold on. Let's go back to the last game. So this just came out today that uh, Kevin Stefanski said that both right tackle Jack Conklin and running back Kareem Hunt will be activated from the IR. So that's really huge because Jack Conklin's pretty good lineman. So it's going to help all over for the run game. Well, now you got me worried because the Ravens do have a vulnerable run defense. Yeah, it's trouble. But you like the Ravens, right? Let me talk you out of it. I did like the Ravens. All right. So let's go on to the next game. Seattle. You're down on the did. Ravens. Okay. Seattle. Back to Seattle, Washington. 
Yes. So um, I guess to me, this really comes down to like Russell Wilson, because I he obviously is <laughs> not. He's not 100 percent in the last couple games that he played with that finger. He came back sooner than he was supposed to. It's frustrating um, watching Russell Wilson suck. Because I love the guy. So, I mean, is this the game where he gets back on track? Is the finger, like, getting better? I don't know. So, that's that's kind of the the factor for me. Because I can see this game going either, well, either way. Um, I mean, Heineke's played pretty well the last few games. He had three touchdowns last week. He's a better quarterback at home. He, they're back at home. Um, they're turning into a home field advantage. I mean, look at what they did against Tampa Bay. Now this, this is going to be a Monday night against Seattle is, coming into town. That place is going to be rocking. Those fans are looking to sh- shine out. Well, but do you think, I, and I guess he hasn't played any primetime games this year. I guess the playoff game last year was a primetime game. Does that affect him at all? I think he's beyond that. I mean, he might. So? It, it, it could in the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, he could be so pumped up with that crowd behind him. Um, but that game against Tampa Bay in the playoffs was a home game too. So I mean, you're not going to get more of a rush than playoff football. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think that he's. <laughs> I think he's more than proved that you know after showing obviously it was more of a team effort against Tampa, but you know, being able to come back and get revenge on that team that beat, knocked him out of the playoffs was was a huge step up. So Heineke looks like he's halfway decent. So I don't know. I, I mean I lean Washington, but at the same time I could see if, if Russell Wilson is, you know, getting better with the finger. Uh, do you I trust could see Russell him Wilson coming like... in and winning the game? No, but I could just see it going that way. But I, I, I did the same thing last week. Like I put in a couple of FanDuel lineups with Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and it didn't turn out so well. Those guys just seem but like they're not going to get back week. on the horse. They, with these primetime games, the Sunday night, the Monday night, the one thing I look at the most is where's the money? And I go the opposite. Um, both of these two primetime games, the money's pretty evenly split. So that doesn't help. Um so I don't know. I mean, I could see it going either way. I think it really comes down to Russell Wilson. I think there's also a little bit of dysfunction going on in Seattle now with their record where they are. Um, there's talk about, you know, Russell Wilson not being there next year. I don't know if the coach will be there next year. So maybe that's what's going on. You know, that that kind of information, if the locker room feels it's true, could definitely I mean, demotivate we see, everybody. You see DK Metcalf getting frustrated on the field and that doesn't you know, play out well either. So, I mean, I lean Washington, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if Russell Wilson comes in and well, if they lose this game, it's going to be implode time for the Seattle Seahawks for sure. But well, if they would, if they lose Russell, this game, I mean, they're pretty much done for the season. Well, the problem, the only problem I have is that, you know, if they lose this game, it is going to implode. It's going to get ugly in Seattle. And I just don't see Russell Wilson letting it get that bad. It could happen. It will happen if they lose this game. So I'm a little worried there because uh, he's clearly, when going well and his finger's okay, the best quarterback on the field. I, I don't know. That's a tough one. It's a tough one. I think I, I'll, I'm going to stay with Washington back to fans. I think that they're going to be going nuts. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, Ron Rivera has a lot of these guys playing well. And uh, Washington's starting to heat up. I'll right. take the Reds, the Washington football team. I almost said it. All right. I'm with you there on that one then. All right. So that will do it for us. So I think we pretty clearly, as we went through the schedule, determined who's, who was picking what games. I got we, them all right here. We don't need to go through Except the best bets. One. Are you Seattle or are you Washington? I'm Washington. All right. We're both Washington.
All right. And we got to bet on Ravens, Cleveland. We have more than one. Yeah, but are we going to bet on Ravens, well, Cleveland as well? You take Ravens, I'll take Cleveland. Oh, fine. And wait, do you have the Rams? No, I didn't take the Rams. Okay. All right, I was trying to get that one in. Um, did we do Minnesota, San Fran? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a bet. And do we do Pittsburgh? Minnesota, San Fran. No Cincy Pitt. Oh, I think we did Carolina, Miami, right? Yeah. All right. And we also did Indy, Tampa. Yeah. Indy. Tampa. House. house. Throw the house on it. All right. All right. That'll do Good it for episode. us for week 12. Peace out.